0: This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 80. I went down to the St. James Infirmary. Found my baby there. Stretched out on a long white table. So sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once more, <clears throat> where I bring to the podcast a verbal version. Of the, my website, aeindex at aeindex.org. This month we will be discussing deals, uh, which unfortunately have passed. Uh, new releases, <clears throat> the poll, and two reviews. So let's get into it. I was wondering as I just before I hit record, I thought, oh, do I have any listener mail? And I do. So uh, Baltimore is coming up, and uh, I think I've talked about it previously. Uh, I attended last year, but I was just I was not able to interview Scott Dunbeer. Just uh, just didn't happen. So we've talked this year, and I'm going to try and interview him this year. As well, um, Bob Chapman has said he's going to be there, and I have to email him again and see if there's a time I can interview him. So I would love to get <clears throat> a bit of... I'd like to get the graffiti story while I can. And then just talk to Scott Demir about anything that has ever been on my mind about Artist Editions and <clears throat> their production. Uh, I will be creating a thread on the forum next week and it's going to be questions for my interview with Scott number That's what I'm going to call it. And I'm going to be soliciting people to provide any questions that they have that I can ask Scott. Uh, I will put the caveat <coughs> on the forum and I will say it here. I will not be asking him what about insert artist name as a book. I just, I won't be doing that. There's a thousand different possibilities of books that people would love to see would like to see i I don't want to harass him about what about this artist what about this artist what about this artist so that's the only type of question i won't have be asking him otherwise pretty open as well um i will be checking those answers and if if i already know the answer then i will answer it on the forum as well that way people uh can get the answer right away if it's been previously known I have read every interview Scott Denbier has done about uh, artist editions. And I've interviewed him several times. Uh, So we'll see what comes out of this. I'm pretty excited. And uh, Bob Chabin, I had a nice long phone uh, conversation with him last year. uh, But I wasn't able to record it, which was terribly annoying. I had some issues. And we really actually mostly talked about the origins of graffiti designs and didn't get into the gallery edition portion of it. So I'd like to get into the history of that. Okay, let's talk a poll this month. Let's let's get right to the poll. This month's poll, and I'm so happy that uh, we have another reader of the site and a fan of the site, Alex Sheikman, who has been, uh, I put out there on the forum. Anybody have any questions or that they would like to see the poll? And he provided a nice list, so I'll be working off that for the next few months. So it's wonderful. So this is the the one that caught my eye right away was uh, this poll, with the DC license regained at IDW. What if they unearth a stash of new Dark Knight Returns pages and decide to reissue the book as an IDW artist edition? If you already own the Gallery edition, which is missing fifty six pages, how many new pages would tempt you to double dip and purchase the new AE edition? How many pages? How many missing pages is enough to buy a new edition? Leading the votes. All missing pages so all 56 then people would buy that's 30 votes for that tied with 16 votes are 10 to 15 pages that's the lowest threshold I put and actually that, that's right I voted for and then never tied 16 20 to 30 pages is 12 votes 30 to 40 pages 9 votes so that's the poll this month so apparently um, basically any, any new pages and uh, never come in second and then all the missing pages is number one. I think that's unrealistic. I think a, a, an amount of missing pages is probably more realistic. And I don't even know how long they would do that before that, because graffiti science still has stock of this book and it's still being sold through diamond, uh, disturbing. So that's the poll this month. As always, uh, I leave them open so you can come back and vote. If you want to ever look at older polls and, I go through them and cast your vote. Uh, always interesting information. Okay. Two deal alerts this month uh, from readers. Uh, David Jacoy let me know about the last deal alert, which was Forbidden Planet. No, I'm sorry. That was, was that David Jacoy? Yes, it was. Forbidden Planet had the Judge Dredd by Mick McMahon Apex Edition on sale for 50 pounds. And the shipping wasn't too bad. So that was a, that's a, that was a good savings. I think that's sold out already, so that's, I mean, hey, what are you going to do? The other deal alert was for um, Canada Day, Independence Day, so 4th of July in the United States, Canada Day, July 1st, and the deals were, uh, some deals from IDW, they had 20% off all titles, and then Wayne Allen Herald had two fine art editions, Salome and Other Stories, and The Selfish Giant and Other Stories, and they were both, with $75 off, I mean, uh, if you're, yeah. Anyway, some amazing deals. I'm actually going to click on that link now and see if Wayne Allen Harold is still offering those deals. No, the deals be over. And that's, I mean, we can certainly understand that. And it's also apparently lurid media, which I have not, I'm a bit slow to get on this. I believe uh, Wayne Allen Harold Productions, the website doesn't work anymore. And now it's lurid media. Maybe I should email him and then try and get some info from Wayne. All right, so those I thought those that was big news. Um, solicitations for this month, actually, let's talk that. Two solicitations, one we'd seen before. Actually, we've seen both before, but they both have now appeared in the diamond catalog, so that's that's why I've got them listed under diamond August twenty twenty three solicitations. First one is the two thousand eighty yard of Mick McMahon Apex Edition. As I said, we previ- I previously uh, posted this up from 2000 AD because I am on their mailing list. Let me give you the blurb. The 2000 AD Art of Mick McMahon, Apex Edition, is a gloriously oversized collection of some of McMahon's best pages from 2000 AD. His legendary work on Slain is showcased with art from Warriors Dawn, Hero's Blood, and the Incredible Sky Chariots. Also represented here are his Robusters and ABC Warriors Eras, the climactic pages from Judge Dread, The Return of Rico, the entirety of Super Bean and the complete opening episode of the VCs, along with his VC character designs, which were used by Cam Kennedy and Gary Leach for artistic continuity. That's a very long sentence. <clears throat> the concluding section of this book exhibits color pages from his judge Dredd annual series, including the complete, the fear that made Milwaukee famous and select pages from throughout the last American. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe I mentioned this before, but I don't quite understand why the last American pages, which was printed by Epic is appearing in this book, but I'm happy to get them. I love the last American and I would love to see an artist edition, apex edition, any edition of original art from the last American, but this may be as good as it gets. This book is, Oh man, I got the, I got the page size wrong. That's disappointing. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, 144 pages, 135 USD. So we're seeing like a wave of prices from, um, from 2018, I think we saw 105, um, 155, now we're seeing 135, and up and down. Interesting. Second book that we've already heard about before is John Byrne's X-Men Artist Edition. That is the blurb here. An artist edition featuring the groundbreaking and best-selling X-Men series from the late 1970s by the stellar team of Chris Claremont, John Byrne, and Terry Austin. This is an art book, not a traditional collection of comic books, featuring rare and beautiful imagery a collection for connoisseurs of the form with stories like the Dark Phoenix Saga and Days of Future Past John Byrne's work on X-Men became one of the most influential and popular comics of the 1970s included in the stellar artist edition are pages from John Byrne's classic run and an amazing number of covers being released November 7th 12 by 17 160 pages, 150 US this is a direct reprint of the John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition there is nothing new included here not even a new cover it is strictly the text artisan I'm sorry, Artifact Edition is replaced with Artist Edition. Otherwise, same book. So if you missed out the first time, great opportunity for you. If you didn't miss out, skip it. I did forget to mention that the uh, 2080 Art of McMahon is now scheduled for January 3rd, 2024 release. And I like I said, I've got that sizing wrong. I've put 8.2 by 12, which is clearly not right. Let me look on the AE format proper to get a size for this thing. Um, 14.3 by 18.7 inches. That's the size of this book. It's quite a book. <clears throat> yeah, so the very first, Judge Dredd by Brian Boland was 90 U.S. Judge Dredd by Mick McMahon, 105.99 U.S. So there we go. We stopped rounding. Uh, 2080 Art of Kevin O'Neill. Which now is delayed, uh, 155 US, and then we got 2,080 yards. Mick McMahon, 135, and then way back in 2015, the very first Apex Edition was 125. So I don't know exactly what's going on with this price, what they're how they're determining it. It's a bit mysterious, I gotta say. All right, those are the solicitations for this month. Um, I'm recording this on uh, August 1st. I've already posted one solicitations group, and there's there's more coming, but. Uh, let's talk shipping changes then while we're here. Uh, 2080 Art of Kevin O'Neill Apex Edition was supposed to ship next week, August 8th, or sorry, August 9th. And, uh, I checked Diamond, and it's not in stock there yet, so that means there's no possible way it's shipping next week. What is shipping next week, though, is Michael Golden's Marvel Stories Artist Edition. Uh, my copy's in the mail, but I have no tracking, and I have not heard anything about it. I'm really hoping it will arrive before the, uh, Ship date, before, I'm sorry, before the release date. Uh, the last IDW one I got was three weeks late, so i <clears> hoping <throat> that doesn't happen. What else has changed? Walter Simonson's Fantastic Four our Edition is now September 26th. Bill Sienkevich's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artisan Edition is now October 3rd. <clears throat> the new Diamond Previews came out, and that's where those solicitations came from. Oddly, Bill Ward, the Fantagraphic Studio Edition, was not in that catalog. It's got a release date of October 17th, which means Fantagraphics is waiting until the September catalog, which is books shipping in November, to solicit a October book. Something weird is going on with the Bill Ward book. I'm going to say we're not getting it for October 17th, since it has not been solicited through Diamond, and Diamond is Fantagraphics book distributor. So that's a problem. Other changes, John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man The Daily Strips Artist Edition is now November 14th, and we've got some other things I've added to the list, but uh, those are actually August things, I don't want to talk about those now, I'll talk about those next podcast, or just pop on the site and have a look. Alright, as I said, no listener mail this month really, I had some people asking about some books, Uh, nobody bought anything though, so that's a bit disappointing. I do have, uh, so there was talk on the forum about uh, Lo Scarabeo, which is an Italian publishing company. If you've uh, been a fan of the site for a while, they did that Morbus Gravis book, which was gorgeous and then sold out immediately. That apparently is available on the uh, Lo Scarabeo website, but I saw four books I wanted. Uh, they've got these two Diabolique original art books, but they're smaller, six by nine. Apparently that's how the art was produced. And then there's two Hugo Pratt books. One is um, one is in a, like full of original art. And the other one is more a... Uh, uh, it talks about the origin of Corto Maltese. It's in three languages. Lots of original art. Uh, Los Caribeo had free shipping if you spent 200 euros or more. So I went for all four books. I'm going to see how that ships. They're shipping FedEx. They've already shipped. So free shipping is good. I think I'm going to get hit with... Uh, with taxes and handling, because it's FedEx. But hey, keep my fingers crossed, maybe that won't happen. We'll see. <clears throat> um, what else have I got coming? No, that's that's it for, I got that coming in the mail and the uh, the IDW book. So, patiently waiting. And then we've got the, the new 2080 book, which is delayed. So, a bit disappointing. All right, let's talk uh, out of print. I need to really, I need to up my game on this out of print because there's so many things out of print. I just, I checked Artisan Edition prices recently. It came up, I forget where. And there's some crazy Artisan Edition prices. I didn't realize they're really fluctuating now as well. So I may start adding that. All right, I had to have a drink to to wet my whistle because we've got so many books to discuss here on this list and i tend to talk rapidly and i don't know do people do people have to slow down the podcast to be able to hear me good question all right let's talk alien the illustrated story the original art edition three copies sold for an average of 142.16 one copy of batman the dark knight returns sold for 120 <clears throat> that's a that number is way down we've seen four five six copies recently Bernie writes an Artifact Edition second print. Six copies sold an average of one sixty one oh seven. I can't even remember the last time I saw a first print sell. Where are all the first prints? Where are all these second prints coming from? It's all California sellers. Uh, Best of EC Comics Volume 1, $399.99. I'll just let everybody know that uh, I have one of those on the store, and it's much less than that. All right. uh, Bill Sikiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition, $349.99. Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition, $134.99. Those are one of each on those books. Two copies of Dave Given's Watchmen Artifact Edition, $174.99 average. That's a bump. Two copies of David Mazzucchelli's Dare Burning Morning and Artist Edition, averaging $437.48. Ouch! Mine, no, mine is also on the store and cheaper than that. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, $99.99. A lot of zeros now, and then five copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, averaging one twenty two seventy nine. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories for averaging one sixty eight seventy five. That seems a bit down. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Last Lost on Earth, um, averaging two ten nineteen. I don't get that. Where is, where, is, where did that interest come from? Uh, Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, one copy one hundred three. That is very low. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters, two sixty fifty average. Wow. Four copies of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition, averaging one twenty nine ninety nine. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic for one forty nine ninety nine. Two copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Apes for one hundred eight. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four for three hundred seven seventy nine. Again, that is what is going on. And again, I have one of those in the store. I don't know. Please, people, stop buying, paying these ridiculous prices on eBay, and pay a high price on my store instead. Two copies of John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition for $99.97 average. Two copies of John Remedians the Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, 287 average. That's a real bump up for that book. It just, it, it wallowed at around 100 bucks forever. Two copies of Volume 2, eighty seven fifty average. One copy of Judge Dredd by Brian Boland, $400. I finally added this to the list. I, I don't know what took me so long that is crazy i bought mine and then i bought I, I i bought a second copy immediately when that came out and i put it on the store at 250 and i thought oh i'm you know this is i don't want this to sit at the store for a while this is a good book and it's sold immediately four hundred dollars yowsers one copy of limo from Cup gallery edition 104 so this book continues to be in stock at penguin random house still showing first printing information so some sort of stash at the Dark Horse warehouse got shipped to Penguin Random House and they're still available. Remember this book. This was a very expensive book when it was sold out. Copies are available. Don't sit on that. If you if you have any interest in Lone Wolf and Cup, please order the book. Cover price. Get get yourself a copy. One copy of Mark Schultz's Zen Oak Tales Artist Edition sold for three hundred dollars. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories First Print three hundred dollars. One copy of Ross Andrews' Amazing Spider Man one thirty four ninety nine. One copy of Sergio Aragonés Grew the Wanderer for two ninety three eighty eight. That book's got a bump recently as well. Three copies of Spawn Vault Edition for three eleven sixty seven average. Three copies of Spawn Vault Edition two, averaging two seventy four forty seven. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of Shield for Sprint one seventy nine ninety nine. One copy of the Book of Ballads seventy nine thirty one. One copy of the Prisoner one twenty two fifty. That is a big drop for that book. <clears throat> I think that's an anomaly. One copy of You Saw You, Jim with and Other Stories, $227.50. It's actually a good price for that book, too. One copy of Wally Wood's EC Stories, first print, $300. Not a bad price. One copy of Walter Simonson's Star Wars Artist Edition, $117.99. One copy of Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition, second print, $89.99. Good price. Three copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, averaging 266.67. That's a book on the rise. Those Eisner Spirits, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Need to be part of people's collections. If you picked up the Artisan Edition and are astounded by what's in that, start hunting down the full-size Artist Editions, please. Do yourself that favor. Uh, Interestingly, no records set this month. Uh, The record list just keeps going. And uh, nothing set this month, though. All right, two reviews this month. Before I do that... Might as well get into my uh, help me out speech. As I mentioned, uh, a lot of things in the store, like a lot of things in the store, Uh, books that I have not seen for a long time. I've just been able to pick up here and there. I was very impressed. Best of ECRs edition, volume one. I got a 275. David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again. I got it for 350. I got Eric Powell's The Goon for 100. I got Joe Kubrick's The Return of Tarzan for 150. This book is hard to find. It does not come up on eBay. It doesn't come up hardly anywhere. John Burns Fantastic Four, I got for two twenty five. Ross Andrews Spider Man, I got for one twenty five. I got a Simonson uh, Mighty Thor first print uh for one twenty five. Anyways, great deals. Uh, I've also dropped the four percent handling. I figure I'll cover it. Let's try and let's try and move some books. Um speaking of the that, and I meant to continue my Los Garbeo story, um, I'm going to do some reviews and in the review, I'm going to say, if you're interested in getting a copy of this book, let me know because I may do a bulk order from Los, I'm going to see how this FedEx order goes, but I may do a bulk order from Los Scarabello and get multiple, I'll, I'll order five of each book in and then uh, I will sell them on the site. And normally what I try and do is I order, I get, you know, I'll order five or six copies in and then I just, I, I, I take the cost. Across all of them, and then I raise the price on five of them or four of them to cover the cost of the fifth book. So my copy's covered, and then I just raise uh, the price just above the cost to cover the book. So it's not. That's that's been my general uh, plan uh, from European books like that, uh, Lesprit de Will Eisner, and a couple of oh the uh, the Gallery book uh, from Italy uh, of the uh, John Buscema. Okay. You can also support me through Patreon. I, I love that. It's uh, It says it starts, I don't know, this is new. I don't know if it's in Canada. Now it says it starts at $2. You can put whatever you want down. You can put a dollar. You can put a euro. You can put whatever amount you want. I'm gladly, I appreciate that. And then, of course, all the links on the site, most links on the site, let me rephrase that, are affiliate dollars. Uh, I greatly appreciate if anybody in the United States orders any books from my Things from Another World link. That is my best affiliate link. The Amazon ones do add up. I've been, uh, I let the, uh, let the Amazon France one uh, build up and get some stuff from there. All right. That's it. And, and, and by the way, what do I, uh, I I say it every month, but I'll say it here again. Uh, I take that money that I earn from that and I just, I just roll it in more books. That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm I'm paying for hosting for the site. I'm rolling more books. That's it. All right. I appreciate you uh, sitting through my blurb there. All right. Uh, two reviews this month. A little bit different. Definitely different. Destroyer Duck Graphite Edition. Let me give you the blurb. In the 1980s, writer Steve Gerber was embroiled in a lawsuit against Marvel Comics over ownership of his creation, Howard the Duck. To raise funds for legal fees, Gerber asked Jack Kirby to contribute to a benefit comic titled Destroyer Duck. Without hesitation, Kirby, who was in his own dispute with Marvel at the time, donated his services for the first issue and the duo took aim at the former employer in an outrageous five-issue run. Yes, all the emphasis is mine. With biting satire and guns blazing, Duke Destroyer Duck battled the thinly-veiled GodCorp, whose infamous credo was Grab It All, Own It All, Drain It All, its evil leader Ned Packer, and the literally spineless Booster <laughs> Co- Cogburn, Medea, a parody of Daredevil's lecture, and more. Now all five Gerber Kirby issues are collected, but re-lettered and reproduced from Kirby, from Jack's unbridled, uninked pencil art! Exclamation point. Also included several select examples of Alfredo Acala's unique inking style over Kirby on the original issues. Gerber's script pages and historical introduction by Mark Ivanier, co-editor of the original 1980s issues. And an afterword by Buzz Dixon, who continued the series after Gerber. Discover all the hidden jabs you missed when Destroyer Duck was first published and experience page after page of Kirby's raw pencil art. This is 8 and a half by 11 book. It's kind of small when you hold it in your hand. Please don't make me comment on that statement. Uh, 144 pages, hardcover, 31.95 USD. Um, this is my first Tomorrow's Publishing book I'm reviewing. They do have some other, and I think I mentioned that um, I'm also going to get Soul Love. Was it Soul Love? No, Dingbat Love. I, I've actually got that already. That's a little bit bigger, and I like I like Tomorrow's. And this is Kirby Pencils. So I think Kirby at the time was photocopying his pencils in eight and a half by eleven paper which is, uh, if you remember the uh, Kirby Pencils and Inks from IDW, the, the, an early artisan edition, that was the same sort of stuff. But two Morrow's, you know, they, they, they're, it's not just original art here. They like, they, they like to do the historical, right? They, they give the info. And uh, there's a great forward by John Morrow, gives some information about the book, about this book in particular, and then about his lettering. And then we get the script, and we get a letter from Steve Gerber to Dean Mullaney, and uh, then we get right into the pencils. Really great stuff. Apparently Neil, so we got Neil Adams inks. We got the Kirby's pencils, and you can see, you can tell they're photocopies. But it, it 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 presents well at eight and a half by eleven. It's a, it, it's a very nice, it's it's a nice book. I mean, if if you're a Kirby fan, uh, I sort of bulked at the price, but then really, come on. I mean, it's 144 pages for thirty-two dollars. Yes, eight and a half by eleven, but it's a hardcover. And you get a lot of material, and I got to say, the uh, yeah, the the new lettering looks great. It really works well, and then we get all of these gorgeous Kirby pencils. Which I mean, this is late Kirby, right? I mean, there's the forms aren't quite as good. Um, positioning isn't as great as it was before. Kirby, if when you read this, you, uh, when you go through this, Kirby had trouble with the, the duck bill and the sort of the duck image in, image in general, and then. Uh, yeah, we get into uh, then we got some Alcala inks, which are nice. Those pages are uh, very uh, the inking is very sharp, looks good. That that's what finishes the book, and then we got an after by Buzz Dixon, and uh, it's just an all around really nice book. And I like I said, if if you're into curry pencils and you want you want a little bit of history, and you know what else well, I also liked about this, they they said like you want to know more about Steve Gerber's lawsuit, they include a link to um a Website not tomorrow's that it goes in depth on the lawsuit, so you know they're, they're very willing to link out uh, other resources, which I think is wonderful. And uh, yeah, just a very interesting book. Now, unfortunately, this sold out a diamond quick. Uh, you can still get it from tomorrow's, or you can get it from eBay. It's available digitally as well from tomorrow's. That may be worth a look if you uh, depending on where you are and you don't want to pay shipping, your copy would work well second review this month again very uh new to the A index the fantastic worlds of frank rosetta this is a tashin book which i think i mentioned before my love for tashin art books the xxl size right the big 200s actually the xl size are wonderful as well but i do like the xxl if possible i mean i I am i am six foot eight uh and maybe that has something to do with uh, my love of large books because they just don't seem as large to me but let me give you the blurb for this book. Frank Vazetta has reigned as an undisputed lord of fantasy art for 50 years, his fame only growing in the 12 years since his death. With his paintings now breaking auction records, Egyptian Queen sold $5.4 million in 2019. He's long overdue for his ultimate monograph. Born to a Sicilian immigrant family in Brooklyn, 1928, Vizetta was a minor league athlete, petty criminal, and serial seducer with movie star looks and phenomenal talent. He claimed to only make art when there was nothing better to do. He preferred playing baseball. It began his professional career in comics at age 16. Strip work led him to the infamous EC Comics, then to oils for Tarzan and Conan pulp covers. Both characters were interpreted by many before him, but as he explained in the 1970s, I'm very physical-minded. In Brooklyn, I knew Conan. I knew guys just like him, and he used this first-hand knowledge of muscle and macho to redefine fantasy heroes and as more massive, more menacing, more testosterone-fueled than anything seen before. As counterbalanced, to created a new breed of women. Nude, as censorship allowed, with pixie faces and multi-paris bodies. Thick-thighed, heavy-buttocked breasts, cantilevered out to there, yet still, with their soft bellies and hints of cellulite, believably real. Add in the action, the creatures, the tw- twilight worlds of haunting shadow, and Frizetta's art is addictive as potato chips. This monograph is the most complete ever produced on the artist, done in collaboration with the Frazetta family and winner of a 2013 Eisner Award. This was released by Taschen in November 2022. It's 29 centimeters by 39.5 centimeters, which is uh, 12.68 by 27.5 inches. It's 468 pages, hardcover with dust jacket, 200 USD. I ordered this book in August of 22. And then it never arrived. And the reason I'm reviewing it now is because it arrived last month, just out of the blue beginning of July, this book shows up my door and like what happened? I didn't even know if remember I had the order. And of course then it's not a f- famous first edition because they've and with the first 5,000, you get a sign, you get a numbered book plate. Well, this didn't have that, but I mean, I did, I also paid 180 Canadian for it. So this is a 275 Canadian cover. I mean, I got a, basically a third off, so I can't complain too much. But um, I am only reviewing the first chapter of this book. That's called Hold and Release. And I'm sorry, that's the introduction. It's called Anthropomorphic Animals and Little Abner, 1944 to 1959. Because I only wanted to deal with the comic art of Frank Rosetta. This book has so much more and it's all, there's lots of, still there's still lots of pencils and inks. Lots of paintings in this book. Hundreds of pages after I stopped my review. But again, I wanted the comic art. I love Frazetta's comic art, and this is the largest collection of comic art in one piece that I've seen. And it's treated uh, in a variety of ways. Um, Lots of full-size pages, which are great. I mean, if you've got the comic page, why not present it in full size? But then some pages are smaller. Some art is smaller, even though they could be full-size. And then over and over again, they do blow ups. So there's a, they take a panel out of a little labner, and it's a two page spread. I, 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 and when I look at the two page spread, I think, what? I'm not gleaming insight into Frazetta's technique here by you blowing up one panel to a double page spread. I, yeah, I, just, I don't get it. And then, uh, you know, like I said, then we have other panels, other pages where they could have done full page and they didn't. There's this gorgeous, uh, tryout of, uh, a new oven. He did a newspaper sort of tryout. And, uh, basically they stacked the two dailies on uh, a double page spread, but I would have liked each one of these to be a double page spread. I mean, these are full of detail, gorgeous. And we got the ghostwriter covers in there. We got white Indian pages in here, Johnny Comets and the Ace McCoy, which is what they renamed Johnny Comet. Well, I think, I don't know if he changed papers. I can't quite remember. These are so nice. Uh, Just gorgeous. And then Frazetta's romance pages. And then, of course, the uh, famous funnies pages. Is it famous funnies? I always mess this up. Hold on. I'm going up to have a look what I wrote. There's just, I think Frazetta did seven covers, and all seven original art is in here. I mean, it's just oh my goodness they're so gorgeous uh the book is presented in three languages english french and german uh each the introduction each chapter introduction appears in all three lang- everything in text appears in all three languages but they change your artwork up for each one so you're never seeing art duplicated you're seeing new artwork so you read the english one and then you flip through the other language ones and then you see you get a, a chance to see what's there um Really, really, really nice work. Yeah, it's the uh, Famous Funnies covers. They're just so gorgeous. Everything about this book just it screams. I mean, Tashin screams quality. They're so well done and so well presented. But I, I've read, you know, I, I had a chance to read some of the reviews online. And, oh, some people are like, oh, you know, this, the artwork appears bigger here. or They maybe did a better job there. But this is a complete, this is a, complete, like, this is, is a monograph. I w- yes, I would have loved to see more comic art, yes, I would have loved um to not have these all these double page spreads and panel enlargements and just had actually larger art, but uh this is as as good as it gets, I gotta say, and as far as the comic art, i mean if you maybe in a catalog you can get it, but this is a wonderful collection. Uh, oof, I would sure love, uh, to get on, uh, Tash and, uh, press list, um, uh, and get a, get a freebie, but I don't think that's ever going to happen, which, uh, that's okay. All right. That's it for this month. Thanks for joining me again. And, uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get to the podcast this month. This, we're at 80. I think every, now every episode that I say, I'm, I'm astounded that I'm able to get through these. Uh, what is, uh, what is 80? Let's see. 80. Do I have a 12. So this is, uh, I'm moving. I'm closing out on my seventh year of this podcast. Oh my goodness. That is a, whew, I had no idea. Once a month isn't too bad. 30 minutes, not too bad. Keep it moving. I'm, I think I'm getting better. I mean, it has been six years. I hope I'm getting better. Uh, please, if you've liked anything you've heard, go to the website, have a look at my reviews, have a look at the pictures. Um, I'm, I'm behind on the videos. I'm behind on the flip through videos. It's not something I ever really enjoyed. I've been thinking about, should I be doing, should I be doing 15 minute video reviews where I discuss it as I flip through, try and cap it at 15 minutes. Do I cap it at 30 minutes? Do I have that much to talk about? I mean, I'm going to be pointing out what I like about this, what I like about that. What is this? So maybe 15 minutes. I'm going to try it. Uh, Don't hold me to it for the, uh, this month, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, please go to aindex.org, enjoy the articles there, uh, click on a link, uh, buy a book through the site. Please, uh, if you see something in the store, please take advantage of it. And uh, above all, thanks for enjoying what I continue to love. Let her go, let her go, God bless her. Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me